yes, yes, yes. What up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of yet another podcast. Your boys, Summit and Thunmouth. We are back in the building with another exciting episode. What up, Summit? What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, bro. I feel re-energized. I feel great. I'm back from my mini, mini two-day trip to L.A., and I'm back on the grind, man. I feel good. Damn, that was a quick trip. It was a super quick trip. It legit, like I flew Spirit. I flew with one backpack. It legit felt like a Chinatown bus in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I've never flown Spirit before, but I have ridden the Chinatown bus many times throughout my college years. And this is exactly what it felt like. like Bro, this. I rode the Chinatown bus one time and that was to come to DC years ago for Bungaro blowout. And <laughs> on the way to DC, I think there was like a bridge we were trying to cross in Baltimore. Yeah. First off, the driver was wearing sunglasses <laughs> and it was cloudy as fuck out. Okay. There was absolutely no need for sunglasses. All right. That's number one. Number two, we get to like Baltimore and this guy is literally trying to turn onto a bridge. Yeah. And he, halfway through, he realizes he's not going to make it. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he, like, he didn't take the turn properly or whatever. Yeah. We weren't, we weren't going to make it. So all of us are on the bus oh like, what God. the hell is going on right now, right? Shit. He backed up. He reversed. Oh, my God. Off a bridge. Off a bridge, bro. Off a bridge. (laughs) Like, we were half on the bridge, half on the street that we were turning from. And so he was backing up so he can, like, try to make the turn. Yeah. We're we're all looking at each other like, yo, are we going to die today? (laughs) Is this guy, like, sober? Is he okay to drive? (laughs) Oh, my God. Finally, we made it to D.C. and it was all good. And then on the way back, dude, we got kicked off the bus. (laughs) Why? Before we even got on. Yo, okay, so... We're waiting at the bus stop, right? There's a there's four of us, and it's the the bus is delayed for some reason, right? I think they were doing yeah. some maintenance on the bus, and it, it just got delayed somewhere, and so they were going to send uh-huh. another bus. And then one yeah. of our other friends was with us, but he wasn't taking the bus; he was just kind of standing around waiting with us. And uh-huh. for some reason, he was getting upset that we were waiting. Like none uh-huh. of us had any issue with it, right? Yeah, but he was getting upset, so he went up to the people who were like managing the bus. Um, station oh, or God. whatever, and he's like flipping Bad out, cursing idea. them out, and shit. Oh, it's like, no. you know, we paid good money for these tickets, blah blah blah. And then so, <laughs> good money, it's I'm 20 like, no, bucks round trip. <laughs> that's number one, right? But number two was he wasn't even taking the bus. Oh, we didn't hire God. him to be our spokesperson. Jeez. So they were like, You're just not getting on. Well, they were like, Oh, we're very sorry, you know, we apologize, but you know, these things happen, the bus is on yeah. the way, or whatever. And then they were like, uh, who are you traveling with? And he points at all of us. Right? <laughs> These guys. But, but they didn't say anything, right? Yeah. The bus finally shows up, like maybe 30 minutes after that. And, you know, they're like, okay, if you're going to New York, put your stuff on the bus and then board and show us, like, have your ticket ready to show us at the door. Yeah. So, you know, we put our stuff on the bus and we're getting ready to board. And <laughs> they're like, oh, are you, is that your friend that was with you before? I was like, yeah. And the woman's like, yeah, you're not getting on this bus. No. <laughs> Yo, I thought she was joking, right? I thought she was just trying to be funny. Yeah. Bro, nope. <laughs> wow. She was like, you will not be taking this bus today. And my cousin who was with me, she had like a midterm the next day. And she was like, Yo, I need to get back to New York. Like, how like what the fuck, right? Yeah. And I think this was That's some too funny. long weekend or something, right? Yeah. And she goes, I'm getting on this bus. And she starts pushing the person. Oh, my God. And my cousin is a very docile person, right? Like, she's not <laughs> aggressive in any sense of the word. Yeah. But she starts pushing this woman. This woman's like, yeah, you're not getting on this bus, so don't even try, right? Wow. So I'm like, what the hell just happened? So I went into the office, talked to them or whatever. Man. And I'm like, what just happened? He's like, yo, your friend ruined it for you guys. I was like, what do you mean? He's not even taking the bus. Like, how could he have ruined it for us? Because yeah. we weren't a sh- we weren't really sure what happened. We weren't like next to him. Yeah. We, we, he went to go have this conversation with them. Yeah. And they were like, you know, one bad apple ruins the bunch. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you seriously throwing <laughs> that in my face right now? It's like a Chinese person throwing out English proverbs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, 
<laughs> I'm like, That's yo, is funny. there another bus? Is there something else we can get on? And can we get on the next bus? And he's like, yeah. nope, we're all sold out because all the extra buses that we had for this long weekend, we've rented yeah. out to other bus companies. So we're completely sold out. Oh my God. Bro, I picked up the phone. I called my friend because at this time, at this point, like he had already left. Yeah. I called him. I'm like, yo, you got us kicked off the bus. Come pick us up. You're driving us back to New York. No way. Did yep. he? So he drove us back to New York. Holy shit. That's Bro, crazy. I was pissed. There's been many a times where I remember like we I used to because I was taking it. I didn't have a car till like junior or senior year probably of college. Um, and so I was taking the Chinatown bus from Philly to DC all the time. Like, you know, every other weekend I would come home or something. Mm-hmm. And it was always some story, man. There was always some incident. It was always something. Like, if it was a busy weekend, if you had a ticket, even if you bought the ticket online ahead of time, as soon as the bus got there and the doors opened, if you couldn't squeeze your way in, like, there was no, like, let's all get in a proper line and get on one by one. It was basically, like... It was a stampede. Everybody just rushed at the door all at once as soon as the bus got there. If you couldn't get on, you just didn't catch the bus. You would have to wait for the next bus. Yeah. And they didn't give a shit. They were just like, well, you didn't get on. This this bus is full. Moving on. <laughs> there were times where we would get on the bus. And you know how you like load your, your luggage underneath? They would be carrying like groceries and produce and like fish in the same... <laughs> bus so like, what yeah dude the bus would smell like fucking fish because you know there's fish in the cargo underneath right <laughs> <laughs> they and, and then like uh, there were stories that would come out about like the bus breaking down or the bus catching a fire or the right, bus right. Lit, because these guys were not doing any maintenance on these things they were running these things to the ground man every day seven days a week like almost every hour or some shit i don't yeah. know how they did it they they really like milked the shit out of the the transportation market yeah up for and sure down the east coast shit was crazy but this Yo, is what to, to bring back my point yeah this is what spirit felt like in the sky like <laughs> <laughs> legit i don't know why i looked at the design of the plane when i got in when i got in i felt confident i was this is my first time flying spirit i felt pretty confident because i was like oh these aisles are pretty spacious like i thought it would be cramped but then when i got to my seat i was Did like you say why? these aisles are spacious <laughs> yeah like you know I'm, i've noticed in like other airlines like the aisles are always like tight you know and like sometimes when you're carrying more than one or two things you know you like end up bumping people and shit or whatever but i was like wow these aisles are really spacious and then i got to my seat and i was like these motherfuckers really just made the aisle bigger and the seats smaller why would you do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah seriously that doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense and the tray table is like the size of a kit kat bar (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so did they got, like serve you food or drinks or anything no hell no you can buy anything you want you can buy water you can buy soda you can well, buy yeah you gotta pay to sit down on that plane yeah <laughs> i had big plans to like work and like pull my laptop out when i saw the trade table i was like yeah, <laughs> this shit i just put my phone and it took up half the, it took up the whole thing <laughs> i was like all right this is not happening yeah, I, I'm sure the thought process behind it is probably like, you know, if you're flying spirit, you're not somebody who's going to be doing work on the plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, all like if you can manage to just sit there in silence and go to sleep or something, you'll be fine. Like I, I luckily, like I had a really early morning flight and a, and like coming back, I, I was really tired. So like I slept pretty much both ways Mm. but i can imagine it being a really uncomfortable ride (laughs) but anyway did you fly spirit both ways yeah yeah i flew both ways dude you know how much my round trip was 170 (laughs) well now you know why (laughs) exactly they tried to get me to pay for carry-ons i was like nope i'm just i'm allowed one personal item 
Bro, they probably filled like off-brand jet fuel in there too. <laughs> <laughs> They're like taking the planes to different gas stations. They're like, no, this one's too expensive. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> yeah, man. They are a trip. They are a trip. Spirit is a trip. That shit is too funny. So tell us um, about your LA trip, man. You look like you were having a good time out there, even though it was a short trip. I had a great time, man. LA was a vibe. It's definitely a vibe. Every time I go to LA, I'm like, yo, I fucking love it here. But then, like, I don't know if I can live out there. It's just too crowded. It's too many people. It's so crowded. But it's you find it more crowded than New York? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Definitely. Because it's so much larger and it's still crowded. <laughs> it's like even yeah, when yeah. you even when you get out of downtown and go to like the smaller areas, like, you know, uh, sort of the outskirts of the city or whatever, all those areas are still crowded. It's crazy. But yeah. other than that, it was a lot of fun, man. I went to the um, the funk fair on Saturday. Uh, B-Funk had hosted that. Um, that was a really cool vibe. They had like performances and food and shopping and stuff like that. It was cool to meet a bunch of people there. Um, and then Friday night, we all just hung out. I hung out with some of the people out there. Uh, shout out to my LA gang, hung out with Raginder and Jesse and um, uh, Monica, who runs Product of Culture. Uh, so it was cool, man. It was really cool to hang out with these people we went to Budmash on friday oh sorry on saturday night nice oh man that food was so good that part wasn't she i've heard reviews about it oh i don't know man i went to the fairfax location this time instead of going to the downtown one yeah food was bomb dude it was really good nice the, on, the butter chicken samosa it's just like a lot of innovative stuff yeah they're really trying to reinvent the game in that respect, right? They're trying to make it a little bit more fusion, yeah. cross-cultured. Yeah. Um, yo, I love LA, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, But I agree with you. It's one of those places that you can enjoy visiting, but it's not really a place that I would live personally. I almost moved out there for a while, but yeah. <laughs> that was probably a better choice of not having done that. that was a weird <laughs> sentence. I feel like I could live out there for like six months or something or like a year. I don't know. I got to give it a try. I definitely got to give it a try. Um, I think in the coming year or so, I'm going to try and position myself in a place where I can just work from anywhere and mm -hmm. just like, you know, travel, go to a city and spend like six months to a year there and then go to the next one or something. I don't know. That'd That's be a cool. Dream of mine. Yeah. We have a lot of uh, dreams. We have a lot of dreams. That was Saturday. And then Sunday we went to um, uh, the Family Style Festival, which was hosted by the Hundreds. Um, and that was really cool, man. That was like a one-of-a-kind thing. Um, they had major, they had like a lot of streetwear brands that were local to L.A. collaborate with a lot of restaurants that are local to L.A. Um, and it was cool, man. Like it was really cool. Um, there was music, there was a lot of food, a lot of merch. Um, it was a vibe. That shit was really cool. I had a really good time there. That's dope, man. That sounds cool. Yeah. Good Stoic. place for people like you. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean creatives. Had, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. But Mosh had a, had a mac and cheese samosa there, bro. That shit was fire. Oh, my God. Uh, samosa before, filled before with you mac proceed, and cheese. Before yeah. you proceed? Uh, you know, for all you listeners out there, if you're unaware of Tan Man Eats, yeah, you got to go check out Tan Man Eats. And what go that is, is Dunmit has his own food channel on Instagram. Kind of. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, self-made channel. It's all good. Yeah. It's a highlight section, but it's all yeah. good. Yeah. It still it's works. Like, it's still a channel. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's fun, man. I'm having so, fun with it. It's yeah, just man. something. It's just something fun for me to do i love food like i feel like in the coming years my next endeavor or something is definitely going to be food related um but we'll see but yeah um that was fun man and then uh now i'm back back on the grind launched officially launched a new memories merch nice how's that going out 
it's going really well. Awesome. Really well. Yeah. Yo, um, tell the listeners where they can find that merch, man. Rootscare.com, man. You know, the only place to find it. Rootscare.com. Go check that shit out. Get it while supplies last. There you go, man. You got to plug that. If we're I not plugging plug on your own pad- podcast, where are you going to plug it? <laughs> That's so true, yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, speaking of that, um, I've been getting requests. Like uh, today, one of my friends actually hit me up and said, hey, can you talk about the following few topics? And I was kind of like taken back by it. I was like, oh, like that's cool. <laughs> people who want us to talk about some specific shit, that means like people are really interested in our take on it. Yep. Um, hold on, let me put it up. Pull it Yo, up I've been getting there. that too, man, because the other day yeah. or a few episodes ago, we did something where we kind of just talked about some news headlines. Yeah. I got a request that we should do that or make that like a regular segment on the show for like a certain amount of time, you know, like 10, oh, really? 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah Cause actually, they're like, yeah. they're like, yo, that was hilarious. I'm like, yo, that is a, a funny idea. segment. I, let, yeah. well, let's do that. Maybe let's do that. Let's end with that. I, or do you want to start right. with that? I don't know. You know Even what? Though. Let's do it at the end. <laughs> let's do it at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a request to, there's like four topics. Oh my God. Um, the first one was review. Uh, Lily's new show. Oh, Lily's new show show came out. What yesterday? Yes, uh, yesterday. Last night was the first uh, first episode, the premiere. I have not. I didn't catch it. Um, I was in flight and then getting back home. Also, I don't have cable, so yeah, that's a that's kind of an issue. <laughs> yeah, is it on? I guess all of it's gonna. Uh, I did watch somebody shared the YouTube video for the monologue on mm-hmm. facebook and i saw that and uh it was cool um i i don't want to say anything to make me sound like a hate you know i was thinking about this too i don't want to come off as oh why you got brown people or whatever she like in a nutshell she's just not my cup of tea like i don't right nothing against her nobody can knock her hustle she fucking works harder than anybody i know yeah yeah and uh she's super like dedicated and super motivated and like she's killing it nobody can deny the fact that she's killing it but i agree com- with you comedy wise humor wise she's just not mm-hmm. my cup of tea i've never found her to be funny like so this. i agree with you actually 100 percent because i think you and i have talked about this in the past about her in general and you know it's mm-hmm. like you know some people are funny to some people right and it's mm-hmm. kind of like that feeling so no hate no shade being thrown at her nothing like that but you know not not everybody is you know everybody's cup of tea um so i would say that i've never truly been a fan of her comedy but i do as you mentioned respect her hustle she's such an influence and powerhouse in terms of being a representative and a uh, you know a role model for you know people you know women for one thing but Mm -hmm. w women yeah uh women of color yeah. And on top of that, you know, a, a voice for the LGBTQ community as well, right? Yeah. Um, so she covers like all these kind of bases and, you yeah. know, she's been such an, like a positive role model for young women, you know, especially uh, people dealing with mental health too. She's a mental health advocate herself. And that's yeah. a big thing too, right? So the, she's covering like all these different things. And yeah. I think, you know, you got to respect that about somebody. Oh, yeah. Um, but in terms of, you know, the TV show and her getting her own thing, like, congratulations to her. We're very happy for her. We're excited and we all support her. Yeah. Uh, you know, will 100%. I be watching and tuning in every week or every night? Probably not. You know, I'll catch it yeah. probably here and there because I'm yeah. a fan of late night shows and stuff. Yeah. You know, I watch Jimmy Kimmel or Conan or, you know, uh, Stephen Colbert. Um, yeah. So I did watch a little bit of it. Um, again on YouTube because I think they're releasing all the episodes on YouTube. Yeah, I watched them as they should because that's yeah. that's where all this shit is gonna actually get most of its revenue from because there's not right. that many people watching cable television that late at night. You know, what I mean, right. people are gonna be watching this on, I guess, on the NBC app on their Apple TVs or on YouTube or whatever. So exactly so i did watch the monologue and i watched half of the interview she did with mindy kaling who we obviously love because we're big fans of the office um i really didn't know what to expect but at the same time i felt like she was trying to be doing i think she was just trying to do too much 
Um, you know, I know she was trying to stay true to herself and yeah. you know, do all these things, but I don't know. It just it I didn't resonate it, with me yeah. personally. And but I also feel like you know what? Let me t- take my advice or my input, my feedback with a grain of salt because it's only the first episode. Yeah, that's right? that's true too. You know what I mean? She's gonna like, grow into it. Cat She's cat gonna you know practice it. more. Exactly. Right. Definitely. Because I don't know what it is, but sometimes she just comes off as nervous. Like when I hear her talk, um, like she has like this fake laugh. Um, I don't know if you could tell, but like. You know, uh, as comedians, sometimes when you tell a joke, you laugh at your own joke or you like, you know, chuckle in between your jokes or whatever to kind of ease the tension or to kind of like ease the audience's reaction or whatever. Um, uh, And what's his name does it really well. Um, What's the British guy? Um, James Corden. James Corden. I love his like in between laugh. It's pretty funny. Yeah. but like her fake laugh or nervous laugh just like comes off as more nervous. And I don't know. It just kind of makes me cringe a little bit. Um, but that's that. I mean, that's our take on it. So so for people that asked us to <laughs> to review it, that's, that's my official review. It, I think it's an amazing achievement for Brown Creatives. I think it's a crazy milestone for us as a Brown community um and uh, uh, you know it's just all around congratulations and like you know big up and lot, lots of respect to her hustle and whatnot but like it's yeah, not absolutely really, as as far as a comedy goes it's not my cup of tea maybe yeah. maybe it will get better and maybe it will become my cup of tea one day who knows <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's obviously she's got a writing team that's helping her and all that. So yeah. you know, hopefully they they find their stride as well. But you know, like we like we mentioned, there's no hate, no shade. We're very proud of her. We're proud yeah. of the uh, you know the exposure that you know her name is getting in general. Um, you know, so definitely go check it out. You know, but this was our our take on it. So yeah, hopefully we didn't offend anybody. But nah, if we I did, don't think so. If I'd we be did, so sensitive. Fuck you. <laughs> Nah, I think our listeners have been tuning in for enough uh, time, enough episodes to know that we don't really care if we offend anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, one of the other things that was on this list was uh, what's the scene really like in L.A.? Entourage or Hills? Interesting question. I'm going to say neither. Yeah, I I've never seen either. So <laughs> you've never seen Entourage? I've seen like episodes here and there, but I've never watched the whole thing all the way through. No, you need to sit down and just and watch, watch the whole thing all the way through, bro. It's honestly, I think it's one of the best shows. I would literally rewatch it once a year at least. Really? I um, remember I had like started it a long time ago. It must have been when I was right out of college or something. Yeah, but I never got around to finishing it. So I need to do that. You should. But as for the you know, the comparison between Entourage and the Hills versus actual LA, mm-hmm. um, it depends on where in LA you are, right? You mentioned LA is so widespread. There's so many different pockets of culture and so many different pockets of people. So, so that like yeah. you know, you go to different areas of LA and it's just a completely different vibe. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um I I like it because it has kind of a New York feel to it in the sense that you go to different places and it feels different. Um, but I think those comparisons are, are far and uh, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think they're, they're remotely close to what is being yeah. depicted in Hollywood or on TV shows. Um, this is different. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it exactly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even know where to go with that one. Um what else do we want to talk about? Yo, uh, did you see this? Uh, <laughs> I know this is, this, is a, this is a little offbeat, but it's not really like true offbeat news, I guess. Okay. Um, so you, you, I posted a story earlier today about Whitney Houston's hologram. Oh, that's right. You did post that today. Bro, for <laughs> Whitney listeners- Houston's hologram is going on tour? Is that what that? That's what that is. Yes, exactly. Listeners, you heard what? that correctly. What they the are fuck? pretty much, yeah, they're pretty much just sending her hologram on tour. And I'm thinking, first one, who's going to go to that tour? How is that going to be enjoyable? Right? Because 
part of going to see somebody live in person is the interaction with the crowd. How yeah. is a hologram supposed to interact with a crowd? Oh my god, what? Do you That's remember? insane. I remember when um, they brought out Tupac as a hologram. At, yes, was I it? It was Coachella. Gra- Grammys or Coachella? Oh, it was Coachella. You're two, right. Yeah, like Snoop Dogg yeah. brought him out. I think exactly. And everybody, and that was like the crazy thing at Coachella that year. It's like, holy shit, Tupac was at Coachella. <laughs> um, it's sick for stuff like that. Like that's sick. You know what I mean? It's right, like right. A, it's like a two minute thing. It's, it's gimmicky. Part of yeah, exactly. To do a whole tour, a whole show, as a hologram. What the hell? What? I can't even fathom that. Like, I don't know. But like, what does I think this is going to open up a lot of yeah. different opportunities? I don't know if that's the right word for it, but I'm literally at a loss for words. Like, like I don't. <laughs> are we gonna Are we gonna bring back? I don't know Frank Sinatra and send him on tour. Yeah, a, as a hologram. Like, what? Is, where does it? Where is it going to end? You know what I mean? Yeah. But hopefully, know. it doesn't go that far. Um, somebody that's hit me insane. up earlier, and they're like, you know, you, you lock up all these rappers, and they could still go on tour. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is a fact. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I, I just don't see myself ever trying to go to a tour like that. No, I would never. I don't think I would. Uh, didn't they have... Although, hold on. Did they do Michael Jackson's hologram at some point, I feel like? Or? I think they did on one of the award shows or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I was going to say, although, if uh-huh. they did a Sergeet Bindrakia hologram tour... <laughs> Yo, I'm in there, bro. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That'd be crazy. Bro, because think about it. He's so like before our time that yeah. we would never have been able to see him live. Yeah. Let alone people outside of Punjab. How many people really got that opportunity to see him live, right? Yeah. You know what? He's such sick. a legend. It'd be sick if Rahat went on tour and then had Nusrat. Yo, Nusrat, yo. <laughs> Oh, dude, like Rahat featuring Nusrat. Would he? Would his hologram, hologram be him sitting down or standing up? Always sitting down, bro. <laughs> Even in his hologram, you never see him standing up. <laughs> this is a challenge I uh, I put up uh, to Summit's brother many many years ago, and Summit's brother Manit did actually win the challenge. But I challenged him back then. This is like ages ago. I was like. Find me a fucking picture of Nusrat standing. I dare you. <laughs> I was like, that man is never standing ever. Like every picture, every video, everything of him is sitting on the ground. He's always on sitting. Always. <laughs> <laughs> For a while, we weren't actually sure if he had legs. <laughs> so yeah, he did eventually find me a photo of of him walking and i was like i can't believe it <laughs> oh walking damn not just standing but not walking just, i think it was standing or walking i forget what it was but it's just crazy damn. um yo what, i saw what? a crazy youtube video today man. um vice i think it was a vice asia account uh posted a, a whole like mini documentary it's like 14 15 minutes on Azadi Records. We've talked about them before on the podcast based out of Delhi, India. Um, they did a whole video, man. It was sick. I sent you the link. Did you watch it? I did, man. That I have to Is admit, that? that was sick. Yeah, right? This is crazy, man. Like they're like the scene is really coming up and they're considered to be like they consider themselves, I guess, kind of like the the underground or mm-hmm. the underdog of the rap scene in India because there are people like Badshah, Raftar, Divine, all these guys who are, you know, a part of the mainstream. Their their plays are like in the millions. Their, you know, uh, their shows are in the thousands. Um, but I yeah. really, uh, I really fuck with them, man. They're I was truly, truly impressed. Um, you know, before this video, I'll be honest, like, you know, sometimes you kind of have like a perception of uh, an artist or a person based on yeah. their music itself. Um, mm-hmm. But I think seeing the behind the scenes and the struggle and like, you know, the whole kind of movement in an in, in actual documentary style video 
Yeah. That was really moving because it's like, you know, you're you're witnessing the birth of something real and something substantial. Yeah. Um, and you know, people like Brub Deep, um, you know, there was says for a while. I, I was upset to see at the end of that video that he's no longer with Azadi Records, says. Yeah, um, I, I didn't know that. But you know, I'm sure he's moving on to bigger and better things. You know, because the thing yeah. is this, right? It's like you mentioned, there's all these other artists that are getting their shine and getting their yeah. you know name put up on a pedestal, and they're probably half as talented as these guys that are yeah. you know, trying to actually really become something and do something with their music. Yeah. I I would liken it to you know hip hop and was born in the Bronx, right? Yeah. And the sound that was coming out of hip hop at that time was about, you know, normal everyday life, the struggle, the things that people were going through, right? Which is what makes it so relatable for a lot of us, you know, coming from immigrant families. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I felt like seeing that happen in India, it seems like music is such a big part of culture in general there, right? Yeah. Like Bollywood music oh, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is still considered relatively underground. And I think... Yeah this is the type of thing that needs to get more attention and needs to grow to the mainstream because these yeah. kids, these guys, I call them kids because I feel, I assume they're younger <laughs> than me, but the, all these guys, like they're, <clears throat> they're really grinding. They're really struggling and they're really just doing this for the fans. Like they're, they went on a, what, a four city tour to promote their like yeah. two year anniversary thing. Yeah. And they're all like they, the label's only two years old. Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, but they're like, they did this while losing money and they're still yeah. doing it because it's yeah. such a passion for what the hip hop yeah. and like music scene truly is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So shout out to those guys, man. Honestly, like yeah, keep grinding. Shout, I don't know if they'll ever hear this, but keep grinding, <laughs> keep hustling, do <laughs> your thing. Um, yeah. Although I did see uh, Brubdeep rocking your For the Culture show, uh, shirts. <laughs> hey, you know it, man. So shout I, out to I mean, Rootscare. Shout out Rootscare, man. Of course, man. You know, I... I whenever I see like dope artists doing dope shit, I always try to connect with them because there's a lot of relatability. You know what I mean? Like, um, just all, in all his lyrics, his EP. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's called King. His EP is on all streaming platforms. Um, amazing EP. Side Mot, who's also on uh, Azadi Records, they have an album called Bayan, which is fucking insane, dude. It's like a it's they they took the term indian trap to the next level like legit every track was indian trap right um, trap beats like hard trap beats with just hard hitting lyrics and most of it is in hindi uh but it's crazy this the whole album is insane uh but yeah um those guys are killing it man um and I was so happy to see that Vice covered that uh, that whole story and did like yeah. a mini documentary. Like that's so dope. Which reminded me, um, uh, I think I sent you the link for Divine. Um, oh no, you sent me the link for this. Mm -hmm. Divine had his video Kohinoor uh, posted on Hot New Hip Hop. That's right. Which is a crazy big deal too. Like. You never see them post anything like like that. Nothing from India. Nothing from all these other brown artists that we know. Never. Never, right? Like, yeah. I've never seen anything non-mainstream or non-American on there. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, Divine is starting to grow, obviously, but uh, compared to the mainstream sound that we always listen to, yeah, he's still relatively underground. But the thing is, now he's signed to Nas's label in India, right? So yeah. Nas's label here is Mass Appeal. So he started Mass Appeal India, which was connected yeah. to Gully Boy, the movie that came out was yeah. that last year, end of last year, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, early this year, actually. Oh, was it early this year? Yeah. Yeah. Man, time is time is so relative. It's <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I can't believe that was this year either. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like you know, just getting that exposure, putting you know india's hip-hop scene on the map and you know seeing it start to grow and seeing yeah. the kind of talent that's coming out is insane and you know me man i'm a hip-hop head i've always loved that stuff yeah but to Same. be able to see it kind of grow in person the thing is shout out to you man for putting me onto it yeah because uh, that was kind of like you know something i never really got myself into um yeah. i'm more into mainstream or like now i'm more into underground artists here in the, in the states yeah. or in canada um but I feel like this was bound to happen at some point, right? Yeah. The, the scene, I, I don't even think it's necessarily about the scene, but like just normal everyday life in India, there's so many oppressed and repressed people yeah. that 
didn't have a voice and this is the way that they are you know amplifying that sound and that voice for everybody representing a whole you know culture really and that's the that's the beauty of hip-hop right hip-hop is this platform that even though it's created by black people it was such a open and welcoming platform um that people from all corners of the planet are partaking in it and helping it grow to become something you know i i watch some of these interviews from some of the old hip-hop heads um and they talk about they're like nobody ever thought that this genre would ever be as big as it is as as it is today nobody right. nobody that was you know uh, early on a hip hop artist like Nas, Jay-Z, uh, Big L, Easy E, all those guys, Ice Cube, like they never expected or anticipated this shit getting to the level that it is today. Like hip hop is the number one genre right now in the world, I would say. Yeah. It is 100%. There's no fucking questions about it. Like that's insane to think about. And even for us, like, you know, even for me personally, like growing up, going through the struggles of being an immigrant in this country, going through the struggles of being a visible sick in post 9-11 world, uh, going through the struggles of growing up with a single parent in low-income housing, like hip-hop was this platform that really provided provided for me, nourished me, cared for me, and opened me with welcome arms and gave me a voice you know and when when i had hip-hop in my earphones when i had hip-hop on my speakers i felt like i could do anything i felt like i could be anybody i could be somebody i could succeed or whatever like it was really empowering which is why you know um i indulged in the culture and became such a big part of it i think these days there's this academia culture where you know people of color like oh you shouldn't like profit off of hip-hop because it's black culture and you're ripping off black people or whatever and i'm just like i don't think you understand but i don't think those people have ever been a part of that culture it's probably why they could speak on it in that way you know what i mean like because yeah, I mean, hip-hop like- gave me so much my way of giving back to it is to contribute to the culture right to help it grow and become bigger and better and be relevant to other people that are like me. That's my way of contributing back to it. I'm not just, it's not like a situation where like, you know, hip hop saved my life. And so now every month I cut a check for $50 and send it to, you know, the hip hop welfare fund or something. You know what I mean? That's not how it works. Yeah. Just send it to me. I'll make sure it gets in the right hands. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry i went on a little bit of a ted talk but i felt really passionate about it because i heard uh bobby hundreds the um the owner of the hundreds he talked about it on a podcast um called fashioning identity uh by high subnity and uh, actually the podcast is put uh, was hosted or mediated by a brown guy Sachin bola uh so that shit was really cool to to hear him sort of ask these questions and Bobby, cause Bobby gets the same shit, you know, uh, people will be like, Hey, you're Asian. Why are you profiting off of streetwear? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you leave, it, it's a black cultural thing or whatever. Right. And the way he answered, it was pretty cool. You guys should check out that podcast too. But anyway, sorry. That went on for a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we're, we're all about passion here, right? We talked yeah. before we didn't. So, you know it's nice to hear that coming from your heart yeah um Um, keep it up man (laughs) (laughs) all right on to some light lighter things (laughs) six nine Uh, just throwing everybody under the bus right now (laughs) yo what the hell first of all never been a fan of his music don't know what his don't know why his face looks the way it does um but what, tell me about him. I, I'm assuming you follow him. You seem. I like mean, <laughs> I don't want to talk. I don't want to spend too much time talking to him, about him. I think Just everybody briefly. knows kind of where he's at in terms of his life. Um, he's in jail. <laughs> um, he's in jail, and he's, he's now snitching. He's basically now snitching on all his fellow gang members. Wow. Um, you know, he cut a deal. I don't know what's going to happen with him. 
he's he's pretty much being kept in this jail or this section of the jail that's for snitches, right? So <laughs> it's like a support group for snitches, right? That's fucking hilarious. Because it's like, you know, you don't want to get killed in normal jail for being a snitch, so they put you in this separate <laughs> section where you're like, you know what? You're kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Um, but yeah, he's just out here snitching on everybody. He's been testifying in court, explaining, you know, whatever has been going on. He's just throwing everybody under the bus. Hold on. True or false? Snitches get stitches. Like <laughs> We're about to find out. This <laughs> might be he, the first time this is publicized. <laughs> does he not know the number one? I don't know what he's thinking, what his yeah. plan is. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the internet misses him because of his antics and his like, you know, yeah. this whole facade that he had going for so long. Um, it was entertaining. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, it was entertaining. But outside of that, you know, he's just a, a you know, a real life troll. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know anything about him, so I have nothing to contribute to that topic. <laughs> yeah, I don't want. Like I said, I don't want. To, I don't want to spend too much time on it. But let's get into the real, the real stuff. Let's Are talk we... about these headlines. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have one of the best ones. This is, this is, I don't even know what this website is. It's the grapevine.theroot.com. <laughs> but the headline is so funny. I busted out laughing the moment I saw it. <laughs> Sorry. You saw it again and you laughed yeah. again. <laughs> Okay. Whew, let me get it. It's better be really good. It's so good. <laughs> All right. It's the refund to ignition. <laughs> Woman who paid hundred thousand dollars for R. Kelly's bond wants her money back. <laughs> what? He said it's the refund to ignition. <laughs> Yo, my jaw dropped. <laughs> Is the refund to ignition. Hot and fresh out the... I don't even know. Where, where, where is that going to go? Woman who paid $100,000 for R. Kelly's bond wants her money back. This shit is so fun. What a great title. This, shout out to you. Who's this guy? Who, who's this person? <laughs> you going to shout out the random author? Oh, shout out. <laughs> Yo, here she is. I'm going to find her. Actually, and I need, I need to hit her up. Tanja Renee Stitham. Shout out to you, girlfriend. <laughs> this is the best headline I have seen today. So shout out. I'm going to find her on Instagram real quick. Tanja. Yeah. Can we all just collectively laugh at Don Mitz for using the term girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> all right. <laughs> I got a good one. It's kind of a long one, so bear with me. Okay, go. I'm going to try to do this in my NPR voice. Ready? Okay. <clears throat> Massive semen explosion after blaze hits bull artificial insemination facility. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Firefighters forced to dodge projectiles. <laughs> what? Hold on. Back up. There's semen everywhere. <laughs> okay. There's, All right. There's a fire that hit a bull facility? A bu yeah, a bull artificial insemination facility. And the and place so exploded. <laughs> so <laughs> That's really good. That's fucking that is hilarious. And the source of this article is newsweek.com. Yo, I found her. Hold on. <laughs> what do you mean you found her? I found Tanja Renee Stidham, writer, director, producer, staff writer, entertainment at the root creator of wing chick series she's in la are you it. gonna send her to this podcast and be like hey we shouted you out i will yeah yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna hit her up <laughs> and, then, and then the article we talk about to follow up hers is massive semen explosion <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right we're moving on uh this is cnn got some funny ones too cnn cnn's got some funny ones this one's really funny on cnn he invited ICE to his town hall. Now he's under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> who, is the, who is this person? The recent arrest of an undocumented Houston immigration activist has concerned blah, blah, blah. I don't know what his name is. They didn't even mention what his name was. 
That's Jeez. funny. So this guy was uh this guy's apparently a hum- uh immigration activist. And uh and he, he got arrested himself. <laughs> why did he invite ICE to his town hall? Hey guys, I know I'm illegal, but come, come <laughs> talk to us. ICE was like, get in the back. <laughs> he must have admitted something dirty. I don't know, oh, man. That's oh my god. Sensitive topic. That's too yeah. funny. That's a good too- good yeah. headline. Good headline. Shout out to whoever that is. I closed right. it already, so I don't know who it is. All right, ready? Your turn. Yeah. Sex robots could suddenly <laughs> malfunction and attack their horny masters. <laughs> Expert warns. <laughs> I don't know why I get all the sexual ones, but <laughs> why all your sex ones? Yeah. I was... <laughs> but okay, hold on. Sex robots that malfunction to attack their masters. Yes, that is something I'm sure we will see in a movie at some point. Right? I or if we haven't it's already. It's funny but... that they use the term. Who is the expert? <laughs> Who is this expert? What did he test out? I don't know. So, robot, sex robots. What is a sex robot? Are we talking about like toys or are we talking about like an actual robot nah. meant just to have sex with you? Bro, a real robot that looks like a human that you basically have sex with. That's a thing. This it is exists. becoming a thing, apparently. It exists. Are you saying, or is this like a thing of the Yes, future? no, no. They definitely exist. The future is now, bro. <laughs> Holy fuck. What the hell? Oh, yeah. my God. He was a Yale graduate, Wall Street banker, and entrepreneur. Today, he's homeless in Los Angeles. That's just sad. Yeah, that's not even funny. That's not funny. <laughs> that's so real. <laughs> Sorry, Sean Pleasance. I did not mean to laugh at your tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's not like you have internet because you're homeless. So it's not like you can hear my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's <laughs> fucked up. Wow. Oh, my God. Sorry. Good. <laughs> Elderly cruise passengers claim they were tricked into smuggling 20 pounds of cocaine. What? How do you get tricked into smuggling cocaine? <laughs> Just put this up your butt. Just don't worry about it. It's it's for a fun activity that we're doing on the cruise. Yeah. Everybody, get over here. All right, we're going to take this bag. We're going to put it up your butt. <laughs> group exercise, guys. Group, group activity. <laughs> Line up, everybody. <laughs> what the fuck? We were tricked. Those are drugs. I just want to know how... They claim that they were tricked for 20 pounds. Like, your wow. luggage has a weight limit on these things, bro. <laughs> 20 pounds is a lot. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. My I want to, I, I kind of want to know where that ship was going <laughs> or where it was coming <laughs> from, rather. <laughs> All right. I have one last one, which is crazy. The, the image is insane. KFC is testing some kind of chicken and donuts sandwich. And we're ready for it, says Leah Aswalash from CNN. And it's a picture of a piece of fried chicken in between two glazed donuts. Wow. This is this is what is coming next. This is their way of getting back at Popeyes. <laughs> Seriously, KFC. This is you this is you what you come up with. This is your <laughs> This is your response? This is your response. <laughs> we see your chicken sandwich and we raise you a chicken sandwich with Wait. donut buns. <laughs> <laughs> Was KFC not the one that released a chicken sandwich years ago? Where there was no bun, it was just two pieces of chicken with cheese and bacon in the middle, and they were like, This is a chicken sandwich, <laughs> except the buns are chicken. Yes, that was KFC. I don't oh know who's God. doing the research over there, but they <laughs> they need to be fired. What the fuck is going and on over what, at KFC? What was this person's name that said we're ready for it? Leah? Leah Asmalash asked. Yeah, she's she's the only one who's her. waiting gonna, for that. I'm gonna find her too, actually. <laughs> be like, Leah, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. Asmalash. 
all right, this isn't a headline, but uh, there was this video, this like viral video that was going around. Uh -huh. so a, a news, uh, not an anchor, but like a news correspondent was reporting on some, you know, pursuit of some kind where yeah. somebody died. So she goes, you know, there was a pursuit that happened. The person died in the pursuit. Uh, we reached out to the, the victim of the pursuit for comment, but they were unavailable. <laughs> you just said he died. <laughs> If you just said he died, what was he going to respond with? What? <laughs> wow. That's funny. Um, but yeah, man, there's a lot of weird shit on here. Yeah, these headlines are freaking hilarious. Oh, oh this, is, this is great. Yeah. Last one for me. Explosion hits Russian lab that houses smallpox and Ebola viruses. What? Yo, who's housing those that stuff? What the What? And... <laughs> Why Russia? Yeah, this shit is just sitting in a... Uh, that's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Um. Well, this has been a good episode. Are we at a good stopping point, or should we, should we keep going? No, I think we're good, man. I think uh, we covered quite a bit today. We did cover quite a bit today. I'm happy with everything. Well, the one thing we didn't cover, which is kind of stupid to cover anyway, was like the new iPhone came out and everyone, the memes are going crazy with like <laughs> like the crazy amount of cameras on there. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed the memes that have come out of that. So, Yeah, the memes are cool. I ordered the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you did not, did you? A hundred percent I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man friday the pre-order is open yo i just need a new phone man and i'm getting the one with the bigger screen. like i need something bigger anyway um, okay yeah we're not gonna cover that but okay cool you're a hardcore apple guy i still have an android phone i have a mac but i have an uh, android phone yeah but your mac is also from like 2010 or maybe older 13 okay oh 2013 oh okay yeah. sorry <laughs> still kicking okay <laughs> oh my god okay cool um well this has been really fun uh to people that send us topics to talk about please continue to do so we definitely love hearing from you and uh we makes love our covering jobs easier. the topic. yeah it makes <laughs> Just so much easier. Um, but yeah, we'll tune in next time. And um, until then, thank you guys again. Do you want to give the same speech you give every time about how appreciative you are for their patronage? <laughs> Yo, I did that one time, bro. <laughs> one of my friends hit me up and was laughing about the fact that she said patronage. And I, Yo, I, I couldn't funny. think of the right word. <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> um, I don't know. What, what other word would you use? Anyway, we're not going to get into that right now. Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode, yet another podcast with your boys, Summit and Thunmit. We're out this bitch. Peace. Peace. Classics. Classics.